we can give our energy to things that support women. And that's what we should do. And that's what you're doing if you're listening to this episode right now. Hell yeah. <laughs> mean Girls Day. Mean Girls Day. October 3rd. Hello and welcome back to the Her Life Vlogcast. I'm your host, Rachel Malik. Today, we're celebrating Mean Girls Day with Allie G. Hey, y'all. Hello. How do you feel? Happy to be here. I feel like I'm a regular now. You were the first returning guest of season two. Oh my God. Big deal. Mean Girls is special to our friendship because it really, I think that was a big moment for us, our Mean Girls Broadway experience. Tell the people Uh about us in Mean Girls Broadway. Was it oh, not opening day? It's my heart. I might have been. I literally think it was opening I day was. of the Mean Girls musical. Oh my God. I have to go back and like listen to that soundtrack. I remember it was so good. Like I remember walking away phenomenal. It's so good. Anyway, so Allie and I are using today Mean Girls Day, October 3rd, as an excuse to do sort of a deep dive, but more like just general reflections on Lindsay Lohan, who obviously starred in the major motion picture Mean Girls, which I think was 2004. We're going to do a whole rundown of the movie she's been in, but I think let's just do, I wanted to do like a mission statement for the episode. And I feel like this is kind of an anti-mission statement because my intention with this episode is really not to come to any major conclusions here. I don't think we're going to hit some major realization about like the media landscape or anything of the 2000s. We're going to talk about it, but I don't think we're going to like uncover anything new. I just think it's important to reflect on it. I think Lindsay Lohan's a good example. It's a good opportunity for us to reframe her because I think recently Britney Spears, we've done this with her, like everything with the conservatorship, we've kind of looked at the media's presentation of Britney Spears through a new lens, one that's very much of the time and that's better for women. And I think it's a cool opportunity to get to do that for Lindsay Lohan too, because she also got a very short end of the stick for a very long time with the media coverage. And I think we all kind of play into that. So today is a good time to just acknowledge it, reflect and reframe Lindsay Lohan, because I think she's brought us all so much joy. I mean, what a career. What a career. Honestly, like, I just remember her being like the biggest thing. It was just like one after another. The early, there was nobody who was as sought after as Lindsay Lohan in the early 2000s. It was really unbelievable. We're going to run through her whole film career, but before I do that, let's just start super generally. Allie, when I first was like, let's do a Lindsay episode, what came to mind? When I say Lindsay Lohan, anything and everything that comes to mind, let's just spitball it right now. Yeah. Right now, like the main image that comes to my mind is Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen, when she's in the red dress, she like steals the dress or whatever, and she like goes to the and then, unfortunately, like, I just think rehab. Like, I just associate yeah. rehab with Lindsay Lohan. And again, that's attributed to the media's, like, portrayal yeah. of her. So, and then I weirdly link her, especially with, like, Amanda Bynes. Yes. And I think it's because they both have, like, just had, like, a similar trajectory. And, like, they both were, like, very, like, height of their career in the early 2000s. And then, you know, just kind of spiraled into these. And like started in kids entertainment, which I think is an important point to bring up. And we kind of grew up with them as they came to fame. And then we watched them kind of transition into their adult versions. Amanda Hunt is a really good example. I didn't think of that. I thought of the Britney Spearses. The Amanda show. Like she was on Nickelodeon while like Lindsay Lohan was like Disney. And then it was like, what a girl wants. And I 
feel like that I kind of like aligned with I don't know which one but like I just like probably like her mean girls moment like it started getting more mainstream right and not just the kids programming yeah it's I didn't think of Amanda Bynes but I think they had really really parallel careers I know but I don't know if Amanda Bynes had like the fame level of like agree like I would say career-wise yes but like she was in the media a lot because she was like in rehab and like had a bunch of DUIs and like whatever but I just don't think she was at that same level where she's hanging out with like Nicole Richie. True. And I wonder like where that kind of came from for Lindsay, because like maybe it just was because she was so incredibly talented, not to say Amanda Bynes isn't, but I think she was so next level. Like I remember, I forget the name of the movie because I wrote it down and then deleted it because I had never heard of it. But in her like string of successful films, she co-starred opposite Meryl Streep which is ginormous. And I forget the name of that movie. Do you know it off the top of your head? I never saw it. No, off the top of my head. It was kind of a flop. Like, I don't think many people saw it. I, I want to be very real and honest. Like after the height of her career, I don't really know many of the movies that she was started. No, I'm with you. Or after 2005, I can't name a movie that Lindsay Lohan was in. No, I agree with you. And I think we'll talk about why, like, we'll at least come up with some maybe theories but like I said I don't think we're gonna like uncover anything major but I think it's an interesting discussion to think about why she kind of fell off and why she stopped getting the roles right yes we hit a lot of the things you wrote a list too I just want to mention some of these big actress huge star pop star starlet celebrity early 2000s definitely she was symbolic of that very specific time of the tiger beats and the j14s of the world like those magazines she was always oh yeah all over that and then we see the transition where she got really into drugs, and alcohol, all the DUIs, all the mugshots. Like one of the big stark images for me are all of her mugshots, seeing them back to back and like how they really stick in your brain because they were on the covers of magazines and stuff. Like we yeah. were met with them a lot. And then, yeah, just kind of comparing her to the other victims of that very specific early 2000s media environment. Mm-hmm. So let's start breaking down the movies. Let's start with the Lindsay. I wrote the Lindsay that shaped us because I do think it's true. Young Lindsay Lohan, 1998. She stars in the Disney remake of The Parent Trap, which I think is everyone's favorite film ever in the world. When I say Parent Trap, what do you think? Dennis Quaid is what I think. (laughs) Dennis Quaid is here. You know how we feel about Dennis Quaid on the podcast. I can swoon over him any day. But... I I do remember just being like shocked because like obviously as a kid like I didn't realize that it was one person playing two roles and I was just was like so unbelievably astonished by that and then like impressed like I think she was 10 when she had that role and she's like literally like playing two roles like having to like talk to if anybody's like standing in, I guess, or whatever, mm-hmm. but I just so and the accent did. Yes. Like London, like what? And again, big stars right off the bat. She got used to performing under intense pressure. Like Dennis Quaid is on your set. No. Natasha Richardson. Those are big names and like really important people that I can only assume really shaped the trajectory of her as an actress. I mean, right. those are some good people to look up to a good film. Just like wholesome and just like go in a summer camp and then you find your twin. Like, come on. Classic switcheroo. It doesn't get better than that. It really doesn't. She really made her mark. 
Yeah. And then just two years later, she starred in Life Size with Tyra Banks, which I think is, I mean, it's up there for one of my favorite films as well. That is a great I love that one movie. where she's like a doll and then she comes to life, right? And Tyra yeah. Banks, like imagine being so young in your career and being such an impressionable young actress and Tyra Banks literally is your mentor. Yeah, she really did have some like major stars from the beginning, like from the get go, yes. like big people. And of course, like, we don't know what it's like to be on a film set and like how much mentorship there actually is. I like to think that these young stars have good relationships with their fellow actors and that you do try to take someone under your wing, at least while you're on the set. I have to imagine that that's sort of true, but regardless, great people to look up to people who have had great careers. My point in mentioning these two, like these are big formative movies. Like we have them on DVD. We watch them all the time. Like me and my sisters know these movies inside and out. I don't know. I just think I will always love them and look to them as a very comforting piece of content to come back to. Agree? Yeah, I agree. Then we start the shift from young Lindsay to young adult Lindsay. And I think this is when we're like in elementary school, but we're dreaming of what it would be like to be in high school. And I think Lindsay Lohan, the characters that she portrayed just like made me want to be in high school so bad. Do you agree? Yeah. Let's walk through some of those transitioning to teen movies a lot of them were disney channel movies interesting how tied she is to disney obviously parent trap disney remake and then she was really the disney darling for a long time and we're going to also talk about hillary duff but i don't want to get ahead of myself so the first major one was get a clue in 2002 followed right up in 2003 with freaky friday another disney remake freaky friday for me if i had to pick my favorite Lindsay film it's freaky friday hands down I think mine's Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. See, I, I just didn't want that one was never on repeat. I maybe saw it a handful of times, but like couldn't even tell you the plot. Like to this day, if it's like a rerun of it or something or a Netflix, I have to watch it. It's so good. I don't know how you didn't fall in love with it. Like Megan Fox is in it. Like it's just a major like. I think I owe it to myself to watch. Yeah. But for me, it was Freaky Friday because that was Chad Michael Murray when he was really coming on the scene because he did Freaky Friday in 2003. The next year, he started the Cinderella story, 2004, with Hilary Duff, which is another interesting thing, which again, we'll get into. But like, I know every Pink Slip song. I know Chad Michael Murray's Baby One More Time. Freaky Friday really was like a big moment for me. Anyway, I just wanted to speak a little bit on the, the love I have for that film. That was in 2003. Okay. 2004. Happy Mean Girls Day. Mean Girls. This was a big box office smash. I think this is the first time she was getting major numbers at the box office. I mean, this was huge. Tina Fey, definitely a defining factor for her career. I would say like that's another turning point where now it wasn't just Disney. This was definitely more, I don't want to say adult content. It was the first PG-13 level. Like it was different. You know what I mean? She was introducing herself to a new audience. But interestingly, we were all kind of growing up at a time where we could kind of dip into both. Like we could watch the parent trap one night and then watch mean girls and be like, Oh my God, we're watching. Right. Mean girls. I remember the time I saw mean girls I was like, Oh my God, should I be watching it? Like I'm, this is too old for me. And I felt very cool about it. It's cool that Lindsay tracks and all of that, the very PG to then all of a sudden, Oh my God, mean girls. Right. Well, yeah, I remember like not being allowed to watch it for a long time. Right. You know what I mean? I do remember like having like the like DVD of it though. And it was like a big moment. Yeah. I think like you can track when you were of mean girl's age, right. <laughs> like a defining moment of your life. <laughs> oh my God. It's cool. Anyway. So right after that same year actually is when she did confessions of a teenage drama queen for Disney. 
So like those two literally came out the same year, but like very different versions, very different brands of Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. Then the next year, 2005 for Disney, she did Herbie Fully Loaded. The year after that, she did Just My Luck. And then that was kind of the last we saw from her. Interesting that as we kind of approach this new rebrand of Lindsay Lohan as what I can only describe as the PG-13 actress, because I can't say it's adult content. It's not like it's just very teenager. And again, very culturally important. Like it was enough to make it a Broadway show. We really have to emphasize that's a big deal. Not every movie's getting made into a Broadway production. So it was interesting that her first delve into this new kind of role for herself really, really landed. But then also she didn't really have a strong contender of a follow-up to that. Like it was kind of that. And then she did a couple other Disney movies. And then what happened? Well, I'll tell you what happened. The media started really being bad. But I think one of the first examples that we have of this is the Lindsay Lohan, Hillary Duff feud, which I remember following closely when I was in elementary school. This happened, I think, in 2004. So the same year, like her big year with Mean Girls. And what was the other one that came out that year? Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen, like her big breakout year. And again, break out like she was in the parent trap, but you know what I mean? But like as this new adult figure, yes. you know, yes. like the Lindsay rebrand right. breakout. She had this very public feud with Hillary Duff over Aaron Carter, which is just such an early 2000s sentence to say. That's like, I want candy, right? <laughs> yes, Aaron Carter. Yeah. So I very vividly remember the Lizzie McGuire episode where Aaron Carter was a guest star. And that's how Hillary and Aaron met and they started this kind of love affair. But then Aaron was essentially two-timing them. Like he was like, oh, Hillary got a little boring. I decided to date Lindsay too. And everyone was like, you're cheating on them. And he's like, eh, like who cares? We're all young. And like, honestly, yeah, like they were, but it was just really interesting. And I remember so wholeheartedly defending Hillary Duff. Like I, actively disliked Lindsay Lohan for a big period because I so was behind everything Hillary Duff did like me and my sisters like me and Emily I think one of our first concerts was Hillary Duff like we went to Mohegan Sun Arena to see Hillary Duff I remember going to the limited two to pick out my outfit for the Hillary Duff like it was a whole thing and my mom didn't let us go to limited two because that is expensive but we got to get a special outfit for the Hillary Duff concert like it was such a moment point is Hillary Duff was the bomb and Lindsay because she was you know, up against her was like, X can't do it. Do you have any reactions to this view? Do you remember it happening? I don't remember it. But I feel like if anything, like I would have been on Hillary Duff's side. Like I will vouch for Hillary Duff till the day I die. Like I love her so much. Lindsay just never like tugged at my heartstrings in any way. Like I just. No. And I'm, it's not that I'm happy that you're saying that, but I feel exactly the same. And I never stopped to consider why until as I was researching for literally this episode, I came across this article. I think it was an insider article. Yes. An insider article from April of this year, 2021, where Reese Witherspoon was asked about the media landscape of the early 2000s, because she was very much a part of that. Like she was kind of coming up in the same time. I just think she wasn't. I think we was in 2004. Was it? I think so. Yeah. So like exactly the same thing, but we don't associate Reese Witherspoon at all with Lindsay Lohan. Like never crossed my mind because why would you? I think Hillary, although she's like characterized very differently, was also this Disney darling type. So it made sense to link the two. Reese Witherspoon was like more removed than that, even though Legally Blonde and Mean Girls 
we're the same audience. You know what I mean? Like we're, right. we're talking to the same people here. And Reese said something really interesting about how arbitrary the media's kind of depiction of these young stars was. She was like, girls like me and Jennifer Garner, like the Reese Witherspoons, the Jennifer Garners, the America's sweethearts kind of girls yeah. were partying it up and doing the, all the same things as the Lindsay's and the Amanda's and the Paris Hilton's. Like they were all clubbing and doing everything. It's just like, for whatever reason, the tabloids and the paparazzi kind of latched onto some of these like girls gone wild types and just kind of ran with it. So Reese was like, I don't know why I was spared. Like, I don't know why I was cast as the good girl to Lindsay's bad girl, but that's kind of what happened. Because like, I don't know how much of it I'm like receptive because of like the media's portrayal and how much like, cause I genuinely feel like to say this cause we're celebrating Lindsay here. Just felt like when she talked, it was like, I'm not buying it. And I wonder if that's why, because she didn't have that girl next door exerting out of her and right. Reese Witherspoon and Hillary Duff just did. It was easier for them, the media to be like, she's a party girl. And she's just like Paris Hilton and like lump them all in together. And then that's kind of what happened. Yeah. So I don't know if it's like a chicken or the egg situation, but I do think for as big fans as we can be of Lindsay Lohan's content, I don't consider myself, I have never considered myself a Lindsay Lohan fan. Like I, I was a Parent Trap fan. I was a Freaky Friday fan. I was a Mean Girls fan. I don't think I've ever opened a conversation being like, I love Lindsay Lohan. I don't know if I could say that. And I think a, par- a major part of that is that like, again, she fell off after that. And like, it was like, okay, she had this place in my childhood. And, and then like, I, and maybe it's different for people that truly were growing up with her and maybe they view her differently. But I feel like because, I was six when Mean Girls came out. Like that right. was not like I couldn't relate. You weren't to in that theaters watching I was that. Older, right. Yeah. So and a couple, I think there's something to be said for the fact that we can revisit it years later and still be impacted in the same way and understand that Mean Girls was a big moment because it just was. Like it, you know what I mean? It always will be. Right. I think Mean Girls is one of those movies that and my cousin said this to me once. My cousin Julia was like, we were having a discussion about what are the films that will be to us what like the breakfast club was to our parents. Like when we're like, Oh, you have to see this. This is a classic movie from when I was growing up. Like she literally said, mean girls is that movie. Like we're going to show our kids mean girls and be like, Oh my God, it's a classic. Like, how do you not know mean girls? Right. It's up there. Definitely. You know what I mean? Like it's one of those things that we point to, but with her like falling off, I think we have to wonder then because she was portrayed by the media in the way that she was as this party girl, as this, don't be like this because an important part because we were so young was that our mothers were not like let's be fans of Lindsay Lohan let's be like Lindsay they were like let's be like Hillary let's be like Hillary Duff she's great like we can look up to Hillary but we weren't saying that about Lindsay right so I, I can only imagine that that is what contributed to her getting less fewer and fewer roles you know what I mean because Disney was her thing like all but one of those movies we just listed were Disney films. And so all of a sudden the Disney parents aren't thrilled with the way Lindsay's looking in the tabloids. Lindsay's not getting those roles. And so like, that's why the drop off. Because I do, I honestly do think she was very talented. Oh my God. And that's all the interviews I've read. Like people are like the talent of a young Lindsay Lohan, like even as she was kind of spiraling, her talent was undeniable. Still is. I wonder if we'll have like a big Lindsay Lohan revival. Do you think? I don't know. I wonder what that would look like. Yeah, like her life together now. Is she still in Greece? Is she still in Mykonos? 
know. I know she had some show. Right? Last I heard, it was Lindsay's Beach Club in Mykonos, but yeah. that only had one season. I don't know what happened after that. I should have researched that for Lindsay Lohan episode, but I did not. So, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, but I feel bad because I'm like, I don't know if it's again, like, is it just because like the media picked her as like this like bad girl that like just couldn't do anything right and like right matter like how behaved she was like she was always going to be portrayed as this like party girl Mm -hmm. or is it like she just had a tendency to go there you know or or did she just like feed into what the media was saying and like was like well they're gonna write about me anyway might as well get drunk as can be at this party like Like, all press like no press is bad press kind of deal right well, let me ask you this. Like, how do you feel about a Paris Hilton or a Nicole Richie? Like, do you feel bonded to them in any certain way or do they fall in the same category for you? I think they fall into that party girl category, but they never were like truly like childhood stars either. Right. And I think that is the key component and that you can make the comparison to Miley Cyrus in this sense. When you have that childhood nostalgia for this person they're stuck in that box. Right. You know? And you're like, no, 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 you can't go off the hinge. Like, you're And not then to be out. able to break out, you have to do, like, almost more extreme. Right. And then when that goes wrong, you get Miley at the VMAs or you get, like, you know what I mean? Like, I really think it's all one and the same. And I don't mean, like, everyone's had the same experience because they're all individual women who have had very different experiences with their own fame. But I think they're all victims of the same culture that leads them to that. You know what I mean? There's a pattern. We're sensing a pattern. But I feel the same. I think that like proves our point. The fact that I don't have strong ties to Lindsay Lohan, despite how much I love her movies, speaks to how powerful and bad that media was. And I think it has a lot to do with the fact that my mom didn't want me to look at her, like didn't want me to be like her, <laughs> you know? Oh, I know. Yeah. I feel like my mom was like the same. It was like, how much do our parents role play into that? You know, it's like it. my mom wasn't like telling me not to watch the shows or like be a fan of her. Yeah. And I think like a millennial who's closer to Lindsay Lohan's age would have a different thing because by the time she was in Mean Girls, you were like going to the movie theater to watch it and you were more on par because we got it so removed and like back. I think it's different. But anyway, this brings up another point. So I found a New York Times article by Jessica Bennett and she was kind of talking about how there's this common critique that we've been talking about now for women like Lindsay Lohan, Britney Spears, Amanda Bynes, parents for example are asking why are they out here presenting themselves like this like shame on them they should be better role models to young girls they should be behaving differently all of the onus is on them and I do think they have responsibility when you're in the public eye like I don't think you can get away with that that's that's true like you have a responsibility to your young fans especially when you have young fans what Jessica Bennett brings up which I think is a really interesting point you have to ask yourself who's really responsible for this portrayal and that is the men, the grown men who are writing the articles and owning the record labels who are making them do these different promotional things, the photographer, like the photographers, you could look at that and say, why would Lindsay ever do that? But you could also say, why would the Rolling Stone people ever do that? Like, that's gross and weird. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? You have to consider both. And for the longest time, people only considered what a weird, gross woman, like who's sexualizing herself in this gross way and I don't want my kids to be like her but it's like ew there's a whole like millions of dollars going into men's pockets who made her do that you know right yeah so that was whole Jessica Bennett's whole point 
which I think is interesting conversations about male gaze and like all the editing and everything that goes into that, which then leads to like the more cyclical and gross part of it. These stars start to flail like Lindsay Lohan did, like Britney Spears did. And these men continue to make money off of that because now these are the headlines. Lindsay's in rehab again. Lindsay has another DUI. And like all these men are still making money from that. And we feed right into that. Like we bought those magazines. I've clicked those links. You know what I mean? We all buy into that. So it's just weird how they get none of the responsibility, but they get all of the profit from the downfall of these young stars. It's really sad. Any react? I know it's such a downer for me, girls today, but like an interesting thing that I think we've seen with enough examples, celebrity examples that you can't ignore, you know? I feel gross. No, it is gross. It's so sad because I honestly, it does sell. You know what I mean? No, it absolutely does. And then you have to think like, so all of these stars, like their managers and everyone is like, this is just what you have to do. Like it's part of the game. And we saw that in the reframe, in the framing Britney documentary. I don't know if you watched that, but that was like also just like this, like really gross to think about, but you're like, wow, how much I've participated in this and saw it happening without even realizing how bad it was. Right. But the whole thing is like, okay, you're a young star. This is how it is. Like you got to get on covers. These are the things that get on the covers. You just have to do it. And you have to wonder how much agency these young girls have, especially when they're minors, because a lot of the time that's the case. So it's like literally your parents who are often your managers are making the calls. And that's why for Britney Spears, it gets extra gross. Cause it like, it was her dad. Yeah. It gross. It's troubling. And again, I don't think we're going to come to any like major revelations here. I just think it's important to be like, reflect on the experience that we've had with Lindsay Lohan. That's the common one. And I think we have the impression of her that we do not because she is a worse person than Hillary Duff, but because I don't know. She was dealt a worse hand. <laughs> like she was just all but I do think it. like now as you're talking through it and parsing it out, like I am putting myself in that like position of like, okay, like clearly she didn't have a strong support system or like parents that like stood up for her in the way that she deserved to. Right. So, like that's one thing. And then just all of the agents, managers, whatever that are looking out for her best interest who are truly not they're just looking mm-hmm. to buck like exactly yeah that classic thing we've come a long way but there's so much further to go like I think the young stars that are coming up now don't have it as rough as Lindsay Lohan did but they right. still have it kind of bad like it's still not great to be a young woman trying to like find your way in the world with men at the head of all the corporations who you're making your money from you know right oh the patriarchy <laughs> I hate it I have another final point to make, which also comes from this New York Times article, because she also talked a lot about Monica Lewinsky, because again, kind of similar time frame, just kind of victimizing women and really making Monica Lewinsky the, the bad guy in that story. And like, how is that? What? you? So anyway, a question you might be asking yourself, why does this matter to all of us? Like, why is this an important feminist issue to get behind? Because you know, most of us aren't young starlets who are going to have to deal with this stuff. Monica Lewinsky says it very succinctly in this quote. She says, we direct this kind of vitriol and misogyny toward one woman, but it actually reverberates to all women. We are all collateral damage, whether we are the object or not. So when you see this kind of media coverage, we were ingrained to believe that's normal. I think growing up, we never looked at a magazine cover like that. And we're like, oh, that's weird. Cause it was just what it was. Right. So it becomes the norm and that's the danger 
And I think that's what's really important that we correct right now, which I think Framing Brittany did a really good job of starting that conversation in a big way. And I'm glad that we got to do that a little bit today too with our Mean Girls episode. I agree. I feel a little a little down, but a little like hopeful as well. Cause I do feel like you're right. Like we all of us that grew up in that time where we were so naively unaware of what was going on, like mm-hmm. can now look out for those that are going through it now in that sense. And exactly true. In a broader sense, just like I feel like we're in a better place in terms of like girls looking out for girls and like not victimizing people like and more women in positions of power like more women at the head of magazines who make sure that their culture is a lot different than that you know what I mean there's there's a big trickling effect that I think is really helpful an important thing that I wanted to accomplish with today's episode is reflect how we've bought into it because I think in all of our early reflections about Lindsay Lohan we proved that to be the case you know what I mean like we proved that what the media did worked And now reflecting on it, I think we can kind of correct our behavior and understand the power that we do have as consumers, consumers of media in terms of the films and things that we watch and also, you know, the magazines that we read and the things that we click. Like we can give our energy to things that support women and that's what we should do. And that's what you're doing if you're listening to this episode right now. Hell yeah. (laughs) Mean Girls Day. Mean Girls Day, October 3rd. Okay, I have a fun way that we can wrap up the episode. Allie and I both took a BuzzFeed quiz finding out which Mean Girls character we are. I don't want to say mine. Mine's so dumb. And Allie, I literally took the quiz twice and I answered differently. I was like, I can't get this answer again. I'm going to answer completely differently. And twice in a row with different answers, I got that girl that looks like Danny DeVito, which sucks. (laughs) Is that what it says? Like literally, literally it says that girl who looks like Danny DeVito. We're sorry about that. And that's my response for both of the times I took this quiz. It, it's a travesty. I first got Mrs. Norbury. Is that how you say it? Yeah, Norbury. Tina Fey. Yeah. Which makes sense. I'm a teacher. Teacher. <laughs> Yours checks out. I wanted to be Gretchen. I just I feel like I want to be a Gretchen. I want to know what it would be to cat to be Caddy. It's Katie. The whole joke of the movie is that people call her Caddy, but her name's not Caddy. Have you seen Mean Girls? <laughs> Allie. I don't know why I want to say Caddy because I just look at it and I'm like, it's Caddy. She's from Africa. I know, but still. This is kind of weird. This is a weird one. October 3rd. I'm happy that October 3rd fell on a Sunday. So we had an experience to do a Lindsay Lohan deep dive. I think in our future, we'll do a deep dive on someone we both are true fans of because that would lead to a very different conversation but I think it's important thank you for having me you're a nice girl not a mean girl (laughs) right back at (laughs) you all right guys thank you so much happy mean girls day if you like what you're hearing make sure to follow us on spotify or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts a rate and review would be so great you can find us on instagram at her.blog.life you can find me on instagram at rachelmalik13 and Allie at Allie Giordano 10. That's right. I, I question it every time, but I know that it's right. I just like to hear your little, that's right. <laughs> you can find blog posts at herbloglife.online and for behind the scenes videos of recordings like this one, just search Rachel Malik on YouTube. Subscribe to my channel there as well. As always, thank you for listening. We'll see you next Sunday for another episode. Thank you, Allie. I'm Rachel Malik. This has been the Her Life Podcast.